Welcome back, everyone. This is Experimental Nonsense in the house. This is Justin. This is Nathan. Uh, and welcome back. It has been a while, we know, but we are back. We are in full force, and we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, it's absolutely... Uh, we, we Things have been crazy. Uh, work, families, holidays, and uh, sports have been crazy. Entertainment's been crazy, but uh, we're back, and, let's, and we want to dig into some of these things. It's a new year. It's 2015, and we're going to hit on some of those things, but I want to know, Nathan, what is your drink for 2015? Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with it again, uh, not only just because I'm a fan of them, but the bourbons and scotches are going to be still my 2015 ones. Um, because the distilleries in the for bourbon in the U.S. they're not producing as much anymore, and there are new distilleries that are trying to be um, crowned as distilleries and bringing new products out to the market because it's been such a push for it. Uh, but one other thing that I want to make sure that uh, I get into uh, with liquor side is a little bit more of the the good rums, Diplomatico, Atlantico in the summer. Uh, I really enjoyed those. I'd like to experiment a little bit more. And another one. Beer-based, uh, I was fortunate enough to go down to New Orleans and spend some time at the NOLA Brewing Company. And NOLA Brewing, if they, get, if they can go big, amazing beers. Right now they're regional. Um, I've had the privilege of having a NOLA beer, and it is great. I, I spent time down there, and it is some of my, my favorite beers of the past, uh, past couple of years. So I, I'm, they, I think they can have a big 2015. 2015 for me. Um, I'm going to continue. Uh, I have to admit, Nathan got me started on this bourbon kick. And I have been on this bourbon kick, but Nathan will criticize me because the bourbons I drink are cheap bourbons. Now I'm talking like Jim Beam. Like I, I'll go get a handle of Jim Beam and I'm happy. I, and I can't, I can't get on board with that. That, that make, that's like a slap in the face to anybody that likes real bourbon. <laughs> that's what he tells me. But, uh, for me, 2015, I think I'm going to stick with the bourbons I've gotten away from scotch, but uh, anytime I am with Nathan, he gives me a good scotch. Uh, what I'm looking for this year in 2015 is going to be tequila. I'm really going to get in tequila, I think. I th and I'm talking good tequila. I'm not talking about the Jose Cuervo you're doing back in college, doing shots off someone's stomach. This, this, is, this is good tequila. And it's the next best thing because it doesn't taste like, oh, I need to do lick, a, lick some salt. Take the shot and then have lemon. No, I'm talking about tequila. You put on a couple of rocks, you drink it, you enjoy it. That is my goal for 2015 is to get into tequila. As for beer, um, I, I've, I, I'm still going to focus on craft beer because I think craft beer has the flavor, has the taste. And, you know, I don't mind going to the liquor store and buying a six pack of something good, such as Flying Dog or, you know, New Belgium. I like... I like doing that. I like the taste. I like enjoying the flavor now. In the past, it was just like, no, what's cheapest? What, 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 what is the most amount of beers I can get for the cheapest amount of money? Now I'm looking at what's the best tasting beer. Doesn't matter if it has to cost 12 bucks for a six pack. I want to enjoy that beer. I, I think that's a great way to approach the 2015 beer uh, uh, roads. Uh, I like that you're going down the tequila road as well. Um, you know, the Don Julio's and some of those that are better Patron, but there's a whole other world of it, like where like Don Julio has the real high end, the real or real, however you pronounce it. But there are some really expensive tequilas that have come. Uh, I've had a couple. A friend of mine uh, is a big tequila guy, um, you, Kevin. Uh, he's, a, he's kind of a tequila guy. And like the Grand Patron, 
he had it was just it was really cool. I got to experience some really good tequilas, and I was very impressed with the taste. And there's a different. It's not like the you don't want the cheap stuff, but try the good ones. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm going to go with is to find those good ones. Maybe not necessarily those mass dis- distributed, you know, like the Don Julio's, that kind of stuff. I want to find the next big tequila. Uh, you know, you have celebrities that do the te- tequila game now. Um, I mean, Sammy Hagar got into it a while ago, but um, Dan Aykroyd, you know, yeah. uh, has uh, tequila. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Um, beers, tequilas, um, there are your drinks for 2015. Uh, like I said, we are experimental nonsense. You can find us on the web at 3kbros.blogspot.com. You can also find us on Twitter at exp underscore nonsense. So there you go. That's the kickoff. Now, Nathan. Yes, sir. We are in a prime time. It's the beginning of 2015. It's January. There's a lot going on. Uh, NFL playoffs are... Uh, are ongoing, ongoing yeah. and it, it brings me to like the annual question and you see these on the big boys you see these on the espns you see these on everywhere else the fox sports but i wanted to ask you peyton manning's future denver second second seed in the afc playoffs they get their bye which is much needed for a team that's that old i i, I really want to break it down to the, what is peyton manning's future Based on what we've seen in the past, based on what we've seen this year, where does Peyton Manning go from here? Is this what I want to see happen or what I think is going to happen? I Well, t- both. Okay, okay. Uh, real quick, I do want to say that I am, I'm sipping at a Sierra Nevada Flipside Red IPA. Uh, I'm enjoying this very much. Sorry to bring it back to the drinking, but it is part of our uh, part of our lives. This is part of experimental nonsense. With that said, I am enjoying a fat tire from our good friends at New Belgium, which have never steered me in the wrong direction. Uh, but back to Peyton Manning. Uh, in in my perfect world, what I'd like to see happen is I, and it pains me to say this is I, I'd like to see. So every year he has to pass that physical. For his neck. Yep. So he has to pass all that stuff now. And what I'd like to see is the past, I guess, six weeks, his uh, his passing has gone down. Uh, and I think it was, from a coaching standpoint, they wanted to make sure they could run the ball, play defense, because in the playoffs you have to be able to run the ball and play defense. I am leaning towards what I want is that Peyton does this last show and, I, and, the, and he walks away. So you're saying you'd like to see him win as soon as possible and retire? I, even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, uh, and they're not my favorite right now, I just want to see him. It's it's going to be very difficult moving forward with the way that the game's changing, with the way that teams are getting better, some of the ones that you haven't seen that are improving. The Seahawks are young and talented. You know, I do think once the Cardinals get some uh, a quarterback, they're a very good defense, have some good pieces. Uh, the AFC is very tough. I- I'd like to see Peyton kind of. Uh, do you want to put yourself through this big grind where you can't guarantee that you're going to be one of the top teams anymore, even as good as that defense is? I would agree with that. Uh, I- I've always been a Manning fan. I think Peyton Manning has done things the right way. Publicly and privately, I have no idea. Publicly, he's always done the right thing. The Manning family is one of the biggest sports families ever. Yeah. Uh, Archie, Peyton, Eli, and what they've done for Mississippi, what they've done for the uh, University of Tennessee, what Peyton Manning has d- did for the Colts. Yeah. 
um, is just remarkable. My situation is like this. Winning a Super Bowl in the NFL is extremely difficult. Absolutely. Now, Peyton Manning will go down in history as a top five quarterback, maybe even top three quarterback. I have him in my top three. But winning a Super Bowl in the NFL is extremely hard. We are in 2015. Here's what I'm thinking. Peyton Manning, like you said, he is not the, the Broncos are not my favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. And that's a whole other discussion. I do not think they get to the Super Bowl. They will not be the AFC representatives. But if Peyton Manning, and this is a big if, if the Broncos and Peyton Manning could make it to the Super Bowl and win, if I am Peyton Manning's advisor, if I'm his family, I'm saying, go out on top. How many people get to say, I won a Super Bowl, I'm retiring. His his president of operations, John Elway, did it. Yeah, (laughs) there's not many people that get to do it. Will I think he do that? Let's, Let's just say that the Broncos go out and win. Manning wins his second Super Bowl. Does he retire? No. He's too competitive. He said earlier this year, you compete until you suck. Yeah. And Peyton Manning will never suck. He's just that good. But remember when Joe Montana went to the Chiefs? They still won, and a lot of that was because of Joe Montana. But I still think that kind of hampered his... um, Legacy? Legacy, his perspective in the annals of NFL quarterbacks. Is that he? Yeah, he was with the 49ers. Goes 4-0 with the the 49ers in the Super Bowl. But then he goes to the Chiefs, doesn't really do anything, leads him to the playoffs... Kind of goes out on a bad note, kind of injured, you know, all that kind of thing, because he was old. Yeah, and one of the things that I, you know, the physical prowess of these players anymore is they they have, the NFL expectancy is usually very short now. But for quarterbacks, it's a lot longer because they're very protected. But Peyton Manning is 38 right now. He's going to be 39 at the at the end of the season. Yeah. Um so in March he turns 39 and I know I'm 32 and I play sports, I do things and I get those those little aches and pains and not even at the level that they're going through. What you have to look at for him is I think that Peyton Manning, he I'm a big Peyton, I'm in his camp. I think that he's going to go down as probably in my opinion the greatest quarterback of all time even though he doesn't have the Super Bowls. And people can go against me on that but from the simple standpoint where he is a very 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 like master tactician he's getting old yeah and with all the neck surgeries with everything that goes on i worry about what my life is after football now when he was 32 he couldn't see that but now that he's 38 39 he has to look about his kids he has to look about what his future is he has a, one of the brightest futures as any NFL cor- or any NFL player. Well, he could be an analyst. He can go into front office. He can go coach. He can go do whatever he, he wants. And he can be in Hollywood. But what I want to see is, I don't just like you were hitting on, is I don't want two years from now for him to be a 40-year-old like Brett Favre that's starting to like... That throw, threw 15 throw touchdowns, and throw 16 interceptions. Yeah. Uh, you, you just do not want to see that out of Peyton Manning. The, the the next question is, I mean, like like he he is old. Like I, I'm, you said you touched on it. I'm 34 years old. I get turf toe just getting out of bed. You're right. So I and I'm not taking hits every Sunday. And, I, and the Denver has tried to protect him, running the ball more. But in the end, you take one bad hit, 
you know, that could be it. Yeah. And you don't want to have him go down as one of those players that's carted off the field and you don't get to see him again. That's scary for me because I love I really love Peyton Manning. And, you know, I think that is the same thing with Tom Brady. Is I hate Tom Brady, but <laughs> I really do. I think that he's been fortunate and lucked out on a lot of situations. But what you don't want is to remember these guys limping off of the field as yeah. not the dominant players they were. And I get it's tough to walk away from the game when you're on top. And I mean, ideally, I'd like to say that I'd be able to do it. But if you're competitive, you know, it's the same thing. You, you think you can come back and we can do this again. You see it so often. Michael Jordan is the perfect example. Um, but always been a big Peyton Manning fan. You touched on Tom Brady, though. The, here's the interesting um, question. Do either of these guys win another Super Bowl? Brady and the Patriots have been good for it seems like a hundred years. Right, I uh, I still don't think that they can win the big game anymore. Uh, not against the Giants, anyway. Yeah, not against the Giants. I don't think that they could match up against the Seahawks. I really don't. Um, I just think that the if they make it to another Super Bowl, I could like the Patriots. I I could see Tom Brady losing another one um, because. When the same thing that happens to either of them, when you put massive amount of pressure on those two guys, they have a hard happy time. feet. They have a hard time executing plays, and without Belichick cheating and videotaping the teams, <laughs> he he's not as good in the playoffs. All right, so you're saying no, neither one of them get another Super Bowl. I, I don't see it uh, as them getting another Super Bowl. Manning, no. Brady gets another one. What about Drew Brees, guy who's kind of. Just down in New Orleans, it's just been bad for the last couple years. He's still a productive quarterback. Does no, Breeze get another one? No, Breeze, Breeze is done. And I, and I think it's just because the Saints have... It's all in the NFL. It's always a small window. Their window was there. The the bogus stuff that happened with the this, them be, uh, Sean Payton being suspended for the year, players being suspended, all sorts of things that were all... Unf- just a lot. I, just, I think their window is now passed. And they're almost... In the next year or two, they're going to have to start rebuilding for the future. Yeah. So, what about Aaron Rodgers? He's just—he's the best in the game right now. Aaron I think, Rodgers gets another. I think one. he's going to get one more. All right. Um, but the one thing that I want to say—the last thing that—and as as hard as it is to relate to real life—is I remember like two years ago I was playing Madden on PS3, and I had created you know uh, a quarterback and a running back for the team, and I got them drafted by the Bears, and I grew them through my system, and. After the 13th season, the running back that I turned into the greatest running back of all time and was still the highest overall rating, was still performing. And was, he, it, was it Palter Waiton? <laughs> it was close. Uh, but uh, Peyton wasn't his name. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but the game just picks when it retires players and all that. And it retired. And one of the things they had, like those live tweets, or it was tweets that they had from like people. And it was funny that it was like Mark Schlereth that was one of the tweets. And it's all fake. But the tweet that he had was, the players have to realize that at some point it's going to stop being easy. And it was one of those things where I was real, I was like, I read that, and I was like, you could apply it to the real NFL, is these guys have to realize it's not going to be that easy to be the best team anymore. Yeah. So, and I like that. I was like, and, and he was saying it about the player that had just retired. One player that did realize that, I think, was uh, uh, Strahan. Yeah. Was, and he didn't practice the last two years, because I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was one of those guys that did retire after winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. And, yeah so. 
So there you go. Um, I, I want to do, uh, we were talking about this before we started, is this new segment that we call Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. We're going to go through a list of topics. Um, we give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. We elaborate if we have to, uh, but I want to get started on that. Now, college football playoffs. This is the first year that the college football playoffs, uh, top four teams, according to the college football committee. Selection committee. Selection yeah. committee deemed as the top four teams in the country for the year. Um, first year ever, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, my overall idea when I look at it as what it's done is it's a thumbs up to me for what it is because it's the playoff. The first year of how they've executed it is thumbs down. Um, I, you know, we can, we'll, we'll continue to pull, you know, we can bring this out, but I, what's yours? I, I would agree with that. I, I think having a playoff in college football is a thumbs up. Um, the, the way that I think they went around doing it is thumbs sideways. Okay. I think it could have been better, could have been worse. I think as we evolve with this playoff mentality now in, in Division One college football, that it will get better. So overall, I would say thumbs up. I agree. I think that the idea is there and the framework is there, but the execution this year was really poorly done. And you have to experience. That's why they do the they do testing. You know, it's the beta test. You know, this was the concept is there. It's just that this execution of it was really terrible throughout I, the, the the last few weeks. Of the, it. the questions I had is that you have teams like TCU that's in the top four for basically the second half of the season and keep falling even though they're winning. And then the last year, they went out. The last week. The last week, sorry. The last week, they win. Baylor wins as well. Baylor beat TCU, but none, they both fall out because Ohio State beat, beats Wisconsin in the championship game, Big Ten championship game, and gets elevated to number four. Which is one of the things that I, I, I took a lot of... I, I was very upset about how that unfolded. So it was Art Bryles. Yeah. It's... What it comes down to is it's still driven by money. It's still driven by what the NCAA wants to see unfold. And this isn't conspiracy thinking, but if you have an opportunity to have the Alabamas, the Ohio States into the playoffs, you want that You're over, T take it. over TCU and Baylor. And here's, here's, here's the headline that everyone in the NCAA wanted to see was Saban versus Meyer. Yeah. There was no way that was not going to happen. I, I don't care. Baylor, TCU... Could have, and TCU made a statement in their bowl game. Like, oh. where we probably should have been in there. Um, and you'll see that as they they'll, eventually they'll go to more teams. But there was no way an Urban Meyer led Ohio State team was going to be left out of the playoffs. Yeah. And, and that pains me because I obviously we hate Ohio State. Um, I would, I disclaimer, I, disclaimer. Yeah. You know, put, put that caveat out there, you know, and I like I respected Urban Meyer when he was out at uh, Utah because he was he was doing some good things out there. But overall, what has changed is he lied with Florida when the sanctions were going to come down, when things weren't going to go the same way that he wanted to go. So he left, said it was health issues. But then a year later, he goes to Ohio State. But I, I'm just the execution of this playoff selection <clears throat> has not been what I'd like to see but I have to say overall the thumbs up because we've had some Oregon the Oregon game wasn't even close but that was okay because Oregon's the superior team 
that Florida State team last year was that uh, was very very good, but now they're not. And yeah, they just Flor- Florida State of of twenty thirteen would have beat any team that would have been in the playoffs this this year. I think I actually think that the Oregon Florida State game, if it was the Florida State team of last year, would have been the national championship. To be honest, but um, yeah, I just I, I I don't like how it unfolded. Um, it's there's still too many questions, which leads us to the same thing that we've seen before when it comes to the yeah. And I, I imagine the the press and everyone else will call for more transparency in how the final rankings are submitted. Overall, I'm going thumbs up. Thumbs up for me. Uh, next topic: Rajon Rondo, Boston Celtics traded trade him to the Dallas Mavericks. He goes in recently and just drops. Uh, just drops a bomb going back into TD Garden all over the Celtics. Yep. Um, Celtics trading their best player, Rajon Ronda, to the Mavericks. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, I think it's a thumbs up. Celtics know that their season's pretty much already over, same way the Knicks do. Uh, it was a great decision. The only thing that I wish that I would have seen was that the Cavs would have traded Kyrie Irving to Boston for Rondo. And, uh, <laughs> I disagree. We've talked about this before offline. There was no way Boston was going to pick up that contract. No, but the thing is, he's still... We can go through this again. (laughs) But you can build around Kyrie Irving the same way the Cavaliers wanted to do it. And you could do it in Boston and have a great player up there. I'm not going to go into the Cavs tonight. (laughs) It's just going to make me upset. But the, the Rondo trade to the Mavs... I think that's a thumbs up for the Mavericks because Dirk Nowitzki only has... A, this is probably his last... This year or maybe next. Okay. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a thumbs uh, up, actually. Yeah, thumbs up. Uh, Boston was not going to be able to re-sign Rondo after this year. Wasn't going to happen. So you might as well get stuff from him. You, you get something for him. Uh, Boston got a lot for him. Um, Mavericks, though, I say thumbs down because I don't think they can re-sign him. Uh, after this year. Now, Rondo's here to make the playoffs, which he probably will with Dallas. Um, but I do not think Dallas wins the championship. Um, so I think it's a thumbs down from Dallas. If you, you go all in. If you don't go all in, you don't know if you're going to win. Right. So thumbs up for Boston. They're, they continue their rebuilding. The city is going to get more impatient with what they're doing. But I... But I, still like I, Brad, I side with Danny Ainge knowing what he's doing. And I like Brad Stevens there. I still like Brad Stevens there. Brad Stevens, uh, great coach. Thumbs up, thumbs down. The Cleveland Cavaliers. We t- you, you mentioned the Cavs before with Kyrie Irving. The Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James. Are they a championship contender? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. This year, thumbs down. Thumb, thumbs down, way down. Uh, just... I don't see that happening. Uh, and we're in the future, we'll go into more of the, the Cavs LeBron situation. Um, but right now, as of this point in the season, too many holes, no defense. And I don't see them as a championship contender. And I actually see them as the probably the four or five seed, which would be real tough. The team has not matched. Thumbs down for me. Um, they will not be a championship contender this year. And I don't think they'll be a championship contender next year. They have not meshed. Uh, you see the look on LeBron's face when he's playing. He's injured now, but you see the look on his face. He seems disinter- uh, disinterested. Blatt as the coach, I don't think that's going to work out. Um, I think Kevin Love is going to get frustrated. He wants to be more part of the offense. Now, if they change coaches, maybe things change. I do not think they make a coach change in season. Um, but I'm not sure Blatt was prepared to handle this kind of magnitude 
uh, of coaching position. I don't think he was ready. I do not think they're a championship contender this year. I do not think they're a championship contender next year. They're looking at a five or six seed in the East this year. Which looks so, good for our Wizards. <laughs> so, oh. thumbs down. The Cleveland Cavaliers are not a championship contender this year. Agreed. Thumbs down. Um, speaking of basketball, let's go to the college ranks. Uh, Kentucky going undefeated. Thumbs up, thumbs down. First of all, do they do it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. And is it good for college basketball if they do? Thumbs down of them doing it and thumbs down if they did do it. <laughs> That's just logic there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, even if they did, even if we put thumbs up for them going under, it, for me, if they went undefeated, it's not good for college basketball because as we've seen, uh, it, the undefeatedness in college basketball, while it's this, you know, it's so amazing, it's almost impossible to do in men's basketball. Women's basketball does it very frequently now, which makes me, I go into a, my own tangent about women's basketball for that. But... Uh, I think that Kentucky is going to lose. I think they're going to lose two games this year. Two games. Yeah, and I do think they're they're my national championship like front runner right now. It's still early in the season, but I don't think it's good when teams go undefeated because then it it gives warrant to the fact that it's the one and done, and play, and coaches can go get these players and say, "Hey, we can do this." But all teams have embraced that, including Duke. Mr. Mike Shashevsky yeah. at Duke. They, if you embrace it, you win. If you don't. You lose. That's just that's just. I, I see that, but I, I think that that's going to change again. In the next, I think in the next two years that's going to change because especially with all the stuff the heat that's coming to the AAU ball, um, I, I think that we could see another a shift in college basketball in the next two years where the one and done is no longer, and it's. They have to commit to two years of college basketball, which I think is the best thing they can well, do. Well, if you listen to Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, he is definitely open to making changes to that. Yeah. As for me, Kentucky going undefeated, I think that's a thumbs up. I think they do go undefeated because I think the SEC is down this year. The only games they I think they'd have um, questions about is going to Tennessee, at Tennessee, maybe going to Arkansas, which are tough places to play. Um, home t- that Arkansas and Tennessee come up for those kinds of uh, uh, home games against the number one uh, team in the nation. Florida's down. I don't think Florida poses a problem uh, in conference play. I think Kentucky runs the table and they finish undefeated. Do I think it's good for men's basketball? So you, so you think they're going to win the national championship? I do. I okay. think they go undefeated. They run the table. I think it is good because by the end of the season, people are going to be watching Kentucky and saying – is there a possibility that this stacked team can lose? NCAA loves it. CBS loves it. Um, in turn, ESPN loves it because of the coverage. Uh, I think it's good overall. Thumbs I, up for both. I've, uh, I've watched, I think, three or four games from Kentucky. They're a solid team, but their offense is kind of a... It, it, it disappears from moments of games where it's that's tough. Yeah, but the defense is so good. But they have, to, they have to play Louisville again. There's no team in the country that offensively can match up with Kentucky defensively. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you saw that in Louisville game. They, they shot less than 30% because Kentucky plays such good defense. You have a seven-footer in Willie Cauley-Stein that can guard anyone on the on yeah. the court, including the point guard. Yeah, and when, you, when you're a college basketball team that's averaging almost 10 blocks a game, that's that's rim protection at its finest. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so. Thumbs up for me that they go undefeated. Thumbs up for me that they... Um, that it's good for uh, college basketball. Thumbs down, thumbs down for me. All right. 
Uh, next up, <laughs> I want to talk about our. I want to go back to the NFL real quick and talk about everyone's favorite football player, Mr. Johnny Manziel. Oh boy, Johnny Manziel, the Cleveland Browns. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Just general. Johnny Manziel. I say that name. What do you think? Thumbs down for me. <laughs> thumbs down. Here's a kid that excels at Texas A&M. You know, I don't want to call him a good quarterback. I think he was a good college football player. Gets drafted in the first round by Cleveland. Is a second teamer. Does not do the preparation. Does not study. And when he gets called on late in the season, he cannot go in the game. And is not is ill prepared. Uh, they're, they're, they're strike <laughs> strike one through seven, um, but then you get hurt in your start, and then there's rumors about you partying that next week. Yeah, uh, I think that it's this is a guy that has said that he needs to do better and that he needs to take it more seriously. He wants to be in the film room and all that. To be a great NFL quarterback, you need to have that commitment to so many things, and I don't think he has any of it. I, I, I just don't think he gets it. I don't. I think that he's he's overall just – he was a good college football player. He wasn't a great quarterback. He lucked out on a lot when you have Mike Evans as a receiver that snags almost anything out of the air. Well, when you're 7-9. Yeah. I mean, it was just – I think – I do think Cleveland – um, I, I have a friend that's a Cleveland fan, diehard since he was a little kid, uh, and we both agree that Cleveland's going to be looking for a quarterback in probably this draft or in the offseason. Uh, Johnny Manziel, the, the Johnny Manziel experiment in Cleveland, I think is going to be going. I, and I think he struck out there. I think if he does, if he hasn't struck out there yet, he's got two strikes against him, and the ball's coming right down the strike zone. Yeah. But I think Coach Pettin gets it. I think he's I think he I think he's on board. I think he's the right guy. To lead Cleveland in the future. So thumbs down for Johnny Manziel. I don't know how anyone could go for thumbs up. Except maybe Skip Bayless. Oh. Call no way. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but you never do. What he did, you still never do. You can't no, call somebody. No, he, the Skip Bayless. I, I do not condone when him you, on any level. Yeah, but when you make when you make that outlandish comment about that, of being him being an yeah. alcoholic, that's a very, because that, real alcoholism is a, a serious issue. Yeah, he, and, and he, and I've studied, I was a communications major, and we had to go over the uh, ethics and slander and all that stuff. It's not slander because Johnny's a public person. But to say that in the way that he said it is uncalled for and uh, incorrect. So, But uh, who likes Skip Bayless anyway? Yeah. Uh, so that was thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, speaking of the NFL, though, uh, Black Monday occurred we had a a rash of uh coaches firing uh being fired um now what i want to play is what's the next step or what should they do fired coaches i'll i'll give you a list we have uh well dennis allen of the raiders was fired in season um uh jim harbaugh was mutually decided to um, leave the 49ers. He's not hurt. Michigan. We already know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Rex Ryan obviously was fired from the Jets. Uh, Mike Smith from the Falcons. Mark Tressman from your um, beloved Bears. And uh, Doug Marone opted out, or opted out of his contract with the Buffalo Bills. Now I want to go through each list, each of these coaches that uh, left their teams for to uh, uh, make sure I cover everyone. What should they do this next season? What What's the best move that they could do? Let's start with uh, Dennis Allen. Fired in season by the Raiders. Tony Sperano takes over. 
don't win much, but it seems the team kind of rallied around Sperano. Um, what does Dennis Allen do? Uh, <laughs> look for a coordinator position. Um, it, it's clear that he didn't have the uh, the ability to to be the head coach at that level, and that's going to be my overall thing for a lot of these guys. Is there's something there's certain things that make you a great NFL coach, and Dennis Allen just I. He just didn't have what it needed to be. And I think they have some pieces there that could be successful. So I would just say that look for a coordinator job, and he needs to still hone some of those skills and get through them. Okay, I would agree. Dennis Allen will have a coordinator job in uh, the season of 2015. Um, next up, Jim Harbaugh. We already know what he did uh, going to Michigan. He's getting paid about $5 million a year, yep. um, which was less than what was reported. But still the same money he was getting in San Francisco. He gets to go home. Um, next up, Rex Ryan. Here's an interesting. Rex Ryan fired from the New York Jets. What is he doing in 2015? Well, he's already come out and said that he doesn't want a coordinator position. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a step down for him. Yeah, but, but you've, you've clearly seen that Rex Ryan is uh, he's a good coach for certain aspects. But he still hasn't. He, he's never taken a team to the Super Bowl. He has uh, gaps where players have come out and said that they don't really trust what he's doing. I think that Rex Ryan's best thing that he could do is, and he's going to get a head coaching position. He is. There's no. There's no doubt in my mind. But what if I'm him? For my best bet is I go look at a, a coordinator position at one of these struggling teams where you get to get the lay of the land, find out what's going on, and then. Once that coach is fired next year, you get to come in as an interim coach. Here's where I'm torn with Rex Ryan is that he's already said he's not going to be a defensive coordinator. He's a defensive genius, if you can say that about anyone nowadays. He and his brother are both really good at defense. Um, but I'm torn 50 50. I, I think he's either going to be working at ESPN for a year or I think he's going to get a head coaching job. There's no way that he becomes a coordinator. And you look at some of the positions that are open, I think someone will offer him the job based on his resume. But I think he's going to look at it now that he's been the coach at the Jets. He was the defensive guy in Baltimore, goes to the Jets. If anything, he goes to a team with an offense that is basically set and he does not have to worry about the offense because that's what the Jets struggled with under his watch. He's a defensive guy and he never had that offensive um, framework in place where they'd succeed. So I think he's a head coach in 2015. If I have, I'm looking at Atlanta as a possibility just because their offense is fine. Um, His dad has ties there. Yeah, or maybe San Francisco. Um, you have a pretty good offense there. Kaepernick struggled this year, but I think it's really down to those two teams. I, we know that San Francisco is interested. Um, I'm sure Atlanta is too, but I imagine he'll be a head coach in 2015. But I could see him as an ESPN um, uh, guy. Uh, next up, um, Mike Smith, <laughs> fired from the Atlanta Falcons. What is he doing in 2015? Uh, I think that he may be a, a used car salesman. <laughs> um, because usually when we look at him on the sideline, he very rarely looked like he was even paying attention to the game. Um I I think that he may look in college and go try to be a college coach. That's um, interesting. I think the NFL, he, he did it for a while. He was successful for 
periods of time. But he's he's a good coach. I think I could see him going back to college, finding a, a pretty good program, and uh, maybe being a coordinator for a year and then getting the, the head coaching job. He's not a young guy, and he is the classic case of sitting out for a year assessing what he wants to do. Uh, with that being said, I don't think he was a great NFL coach. I think this was his last stop as an NFL head coach. You'll probably see him in some role maybe with a team, but I, don't, I do not think he's coaching in 2015 anywhere, uh, college or NFL. Um, and I don't think you'll ever see him as a head coach anywhere else. For that matter, yeah, I, he's he's fifty five years old. I think that I mean he's still relatively young for like NFL coach size, but I honestly think I could see him in college football. All right, next up is your boy Mark Tressman. Uh, disastrous run with the Chicago Bears the last two years gets the uh, the old boot after the what a five and eleven this year. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So, uh, Mark Tressman, what is he doing in twenty fifteen? Uh, he's going to, I think he's going to be a coordinator somewhere. Um, I think he's in the gonna, NFL. Yeah. I think he's actually, no, I think he'll be, uh, like a receivers or, um, a quarterback coach. Uh, cause he still has the fact that he worked with like Steve Young as, on his resume, but every solid, he is not at the level to be able to coach at the NFL side. Um, he may have a gray cup to his name, but every day at house hall was a gray day because he was there. Okay. And so, uh, I hate what they did. Phil Emerson. I, not going to go into it. I'm just going to say <laughs> that he's going to be a coordinator or a QB coach, something offensive where he's going to be a coach, um, but he is not he is not going to be a head coach or a, or a college coach anywhere. Tressman will not be in the NFL in 2015. I imagine what he'll do is go back to Canada where he's comfortable and get some kind of gig there and build uh, his name up again to be a head coach in the CFL. I don't think you'll see him in the NFL. I think teams are too scared. Um, and finally, uh, Doug Marone, as we said with the Buffalo Bills, had this strange opt-out um, option in his contract. If ownership changed hands, it did in 2014. He opted out. Where is Doug Marone in 2015? Uh, I could see him in the NFL again. Um, I could see him. Uh, he has... Some, I'm, the Bills did a lot this year with a team that had overperformed with an yeah, old quarterback. Yep, um, I could see him. Uh, I could see him with the Jets. Um, the Jets are very interested in in him as the head coach. Yeah, so I could uh, see but the organization is torn. Yeah, but I, I would see. I see him in the NFL in 2015 as a head coach. I would say I think the Jets do take the plunge, and you'll see Doug Marone as the head coach of the New York Jets in 2015. Yeah, there you go. Fired coaches' future. What will they do? We just told you. Um, <laughs> I mean, in, in, in our opinion, and everybody listens to us. Yeah, I mean, we we just have that kind of market share. Um, I want to switch gears now completely. And uh, 2015, early 2015, we're talking awards season with movies. And <laughs> granted, now I don't get to see all these, um, you know hotty totty Oscar winning movies. Um, But there's always a couple front runners that you see that you kind of almost predict that, yep, this is going to win, this is going to win. So what I want to touch on, what movie in 2015 will be the big winner? I'm talking Globes, SAGs, Oscars. What movie do you think will be the big winner? 
Uh, from every, you know, I, I'm also one of the guys that, uh, I mean, I've seen, I, I don't get to see all of them. Uh, I do usually get to see them eventually, um, throughout the year. But, uh, when it comes to a movie, um, I think some of the front runners that I've seen, uh, that have a lot of the buzz that are, are uh, it's the, uh, Birdman. Um, I think that one has... A, a really good chance. I think that Selma has a pretty good chance. Um, what's the uh, what's the one where the uh, the drummer? Um, oh, oh god! It's called like Whack or something like that. Uh, I think Whip, Whiplash. 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 Yeah, I, I think that one has uh, is is a, a media darling, and I think that Wild, the one with Reese Witherspoon, is. Um, those are what I would see as the possible ones, but uh, overall, I do think that uh, Birdman is going to uh, be, and, and maybe uh, the one with Steve Carell, um, Foxcatcher. Yeah, the Foxcatcher. I think I think Birdman and Foxcatcher are my top two, and then I think that uh, Whiplash are uh, are is another one in Wild. Um, what I'm going with movie wise, look for the Imitation Game. I think the Imitation Game is going to garner some speed up through award season. Keep an eye on Imitation Game. I agree with you on actor with um, Michael Keaton in Birdman. I think he will win either the SAG or the Oscar. Um, I'm not saying that usually the guy who gets the SAG gets the Oscar for Best Actor. But keep an eye on Michael Keaton in the SAG. I also like that Reese Witherspoon in Wild. I think she has the... Um, she has the history. She has. She's been nominated before. I, I, I like Reese Witherspoon and Wild. Also in the uh, in the uh, act actress um, category, look for Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer oh, the, Aniston. What was that in, one called? In Cake. Okay. Um, raw performance. Um, keep an eye on that. But I think Imitation Game. Um, Steve Carell is going to get some press, but I don't think with his history. Oscar does not like going TV TV star that becomes a movie actor very often, even though I, I have not seen Foxcatcher, but I hear he's amazing. I, I will say one of the ones that I've always, the for over the past few months that I've wanted to see was the one, uh, the the Theory of Everything with uh, uh, about Stephen Hawking. Eddie Redmayne apparently gives a very good performance. I, I, I'm interested in seeing that. So that's one that, you know, as the award season's here, I will try to watch some of these. Here's another movie to look out for is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Really? Yeah. I think Oscar loves that kind of thing. It's a Wes Anderson. Just keep an eye on it. We, we do like the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Wes Anderson has done some good <laughs> movies. That's for sure. So, movies. The, ten, the tennis scene in the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> when he's, he's on TV and he, he doesn't want to play because his stepsister is not interested. Just classic Luke Wilson. Yeah, and he throws the racket. Throws the racket. Just, he, <laughs> and, and he's sitting down on the court. And he's taking off his shoes. Classic. That's good stuff. So Grand Budapest Hotel and The Imitation Game are the movies I think to, uh, to watch. I don't think Selma has the, the, the train behind them. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on? Uh, I think our, our usual thing that we do. Uh, that we we started to incorporate. <laughs> Here's a game that we play uh, often, whether we're uh, podcasting, whether we're at sitting at the bar, whether we're watching football, um, basketball. Things I'll never say. Hashtag things I'll never say. You know how it works. We say what's on our mind, and these are things that we would never say. Nathan, lead it off. Uh, I will say that I'm 
I'm a little biased right now because of what's going on with a lot of the t- people that I like and the teams that I like. But one of the first ones that I thought uh, things you'll never hear me say is, sure, we should hire a CFL coach. Uh, he's going to be great. <laughs> Here's one I'll say. The Titans won the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, the one that I thought was, the, what is it, the Maccabi Tel Aviv is a coaching hotspot. Let's try to bring him over. <laughs> it's a shout out to David Blatt. Oh, my uh, I think that color will look good with the curtains. <laughs> uh, here's one. Uh, I'm bored. Let's binge watch Girls. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, Lena Dunham. Um, all right, here we go. Oh, great segue. Okay. Another one. Go. You should never hear me say. Lena Dunham, she's my dream girl. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oof. What could possibly go wrong after drinking Keystone Light? <laughs> Things I'll never say. I'm done. Anymore. <laughs> Things I'll never say anymore. I was going to say, we, we all know that that's a, a, real, a real thing there. So, yeah, uh-huh. I, those were the ones that came to the top of my head there. Here's a personal one. I have a high. Here's things I'll never say. I have a higher score than you at Stick Hero. Oh, that's true. I do have the highest. Things I'll never say. Uh, things you'll never. Uh, things you'll never hear me ha- hear me say. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Justin, on your new truck. Ooh. Ooh. Low below. <laughs> All right, let's end it there. This has been experimental nonsense. Uh, I'm Justin. This is Nathan. Uh, we've had fun. Uh, we promise we'll get more out of this. Uh, you'll you'll hear from us again. Um, experimental nonsense. 3kbros.blogspot.com. Uh, on Twitter, at exp underscore nonsense. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we wish you a very happy and merry 2015 as we continue. Um, this has been Justin. And again, this is Nathan. Uh, thank you, and see you later.